This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Pages Dynasty Podcast, where we go through and watch every single game of the Dynasty era. Uh, so in this case, you don't have to. Uh, we are currently working our way through week uh, to season 2005. Um, what most people who can talk would say the 2005 season. Uh, we are in week four of the 2005 season. Patriots two and one coming into this game. Uh, and they're facing uh, back home, facing the San Diego Chargers. who are still in San Diego at this point. Um, why they moved, I don't know, but that's fine. Uh, with me today is a singular brother and nobody else. Greg Brown has showed up where nobody else would. That's right. Um, the reclaiming the, the, one of the group, reclaiming the crown of favorite brother, uh, <laughs> that you may have already had. I don't remember. I wasn't keeping track, but welcome Greg. Nice to see you. Hey Andy. I feel like we haven't done a bunch with just me and you. It, yeah. I'm not sure the last time we did one, just you and I. Yeah. Have we ever? I feel like maybe once. There's got to be at least one, yeah. Yeah. Probably. But uh, it's perfect. Which probably it means us... I'm the least reliable. <laughs> so you, your words, not mine. Now that I'm thinking out loud. Yeah. <laughs> and what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, uh, not rely on you is uh, what we're going to do. Um, it's almost setting expectations, Andy. Oh, I understand. Now I look great because I showed up. <laughs> uh, you look great because you're wearing a beard. That's right. It's my yeah. Celtics playoffs beard. It is it is currently the night before game five. Yeah, it's the night Celtics, of game five. Celtics versus the Heat. They'll be starting shortly after we finish recording. This. Should we call our shot? Celtics and seven? Celtics, obviously. Celtics and seven. I'm wearing green, of course. <laughs> I got yeah. to tie Celtics this back to the I Patriots, am. though. I think we've been spoiled by the Patriots, and it's like ruined sports watching because... Watching how stupid the Celtics are mm-hmm. is the most infuriating process ever. I felt that about the past like two Patriots seasons, or this past season especially. All the stupid mistakes you see him making, especially on special teams. Yeah, it's so it, yeah it, it it's so uncharacteristic, and yet that's how like every team has always played, except yeah. for those old Patriots teams. And like teams that have the talent, like the Celtics do. Yeah. <laughs> And like, all you got to do is just play not bad. Yeah. And like, you don't even have to play great. Just don't do stupid shit. Like the whole like do your job thing. Yeah. It makes so much sense when you see this team like folding under the pressure and trying to do shit that's like not working and not yeah. what they normally should be doing and not what anything would be coached to do that. It's exactly. so frustrating to watch that you're like, why can't they just fucking figure it out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the Patriots for the past two decades have always figured it out. And yep. they were the team that did it. And, and you know what? It's other team. It's coaching. I'll give it to Belichick. It's coaching because wow. the Heat's coach is so much better than the Celtics coach. Mm-hmm. And it's just so obvious in this yeah. series. Like it's, it's the talent out. gap is massive mm-hmm. and the coaching gap is just as big. Yeah. But in the other opposite direction. ways. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the Heat are up three games to one. Uh huh. That just goes to show. But the Celtics are going to come back. All right. Celtics and seven. They're going to win tonight, blow out at home. Okay. Buzzer beater in Miami and then blew out in home game seven. 
Wow. You heard right. it here first. Mark it down, baby. All right. I, I will uh, I will make sure that we post this on Twitter today <laughs> before the start of the game. Craig's Craig's uh timestamp me. All right, done. 7 16 p.m. Thursday, May 25th. That's right. Timestamped. All right, beautiful. All right. Uh speaking of uh coaches who don't coach well in the playoffs, um this Chargers team led by Marty Schottenheimer, who strangely enough was one of the few team or a few coaches who had a winning record versus Bill Belichick, at least in the Patriots when he was on the Patriots. Uh, he was uh, the Patriots were one and two against uh, Marty Schottenheimer led teams. You can probably guess what uh, that one win was, though. We haven't seen it yet. We have not coming seen soon. It. Coming we'll attractions. Yeah, we'll see it next season. Uh, it was not a regular season win uh, because, you know, that's Marty Schottenheimer for you. Uh, but this, this is probably this... Actually, no, it's not the same team you would think of next year, right? Because it'll be a QB change. That's true. Um, but the rest of it's pretty similar. Um, it still relied on uh, LT being basically the, the offensive weapon, uh, which he was in, in this team, and um, kind of onwards... Uh, not just like in the not just in the the running game either, uh, but like the passing game too. He was like third or fourth on the list in receptions or something ridiculous. Um, and Antonio Gates, and then the, that defense with Sean Merriman and all those uh, Quentin Jammer, perhaps the best cornerback name ever. Yeah, Ty Law. I mean, Ty, uh, yeah, but I'm I'm just talking about name wise. Yeah, Ty Law. I fought the law on the law one. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Laying down the law. Come on now. But Jammer as a, as a coverage <laughs> Bucky guy? Jones, maybe an honorable mention there. I don't know. I mean, that's just a good name. It's not necessarily a good name for a defensive back. That's true. Yeah. Um, but in true Chargers fashion, this team would finish top 10 in offense, um, basically 13th in defense, and they still miss the playoffs at 9-7. and seven. Um, but they were nine and seven, even though they beat, uh, the New England Patriots here this week, um, ending the Patriots 21 game win streak at home in Gillette, uh, and also beat the previously undefeated Colts, um, which was, uh, which ended the Colts, uh, prospect for a perfect season. And they still would not make the playoffs, <laughs> uh, just cause they're, Defense is uh, kind of uh, almost, or the defensive backfield is as atrocious as this Patriots one is. Um, the Patriots have a reason. It's because everybody is injured, and you're starting the likes of you know, Gus Scott and another Scott that I forget, and um, just these terrible, terrible names. Um, because everybody is injured. Uh, basically, everybody on this defense. Uh, even in this game, they kept showing uh, Richard Seymour on the sideline, like having his legs wrapped with something because he was playing through something and uh, everybody's just down. Kept showing Teddy. This was the first game where the rumors of Teddy Brucey coming back this season had started though. Cause even Bonnie Bernstein on the sidelines was, was talking about it. Uh, rookie of the year this year was um, the first round draft pick, uh, pick number 12, Sean Merriman who we should probably talk about. Yeah, he wouldn't. He didn't even play all the games, right? 
Didn't he hold out? Still won rookie of the year? He did hold out. Uh, I don't know if he missed any games because of it, though. Um, let me see. I remember, the, yeah, he had a 10-day holdout in training camp, but um, apparently did not break the starting lineup until week seven, but recorded six sacks in his first four starts. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. He's a good player. He is. Um, also a huge scumbag. Lights out. Yeah. Do you know where that nickname comes from? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, he earned his nickname Lights Out at Frederick Douglass High School, where he rendered four opposing players unconscious in one game, three in the first half and one in the second half. Which he tattooed it on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that right there is a... Uh, I mean... Well, that's early 2000s, right? It's true. It's also <laughs> like you're headhunting if you're if you're if you're concussing four you guys in know one game. That, Andy. I mean, we kind of. I mean, we. They're high school play. kids. These kids could be fucking 110 pounds soaking wet. Anything that hits them, you know. They. <laughs> I, I I played high school high school football 110 pounds soaking wet. I got yeah, hit a bunch. And probably didn't. If you if you got hit by Sean Merriman in any way, would probably knock you out. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, maybe. Definitely, guy's a beast. Was he a beast in high school though? Doesn't say. I that think so. It. I mean, I don't know. He put up crazy numbers at the combine. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um. Yeah, he did. Uh, you want him? The, uh, oh, yeah. What do you want? Give me bench press reps. Uh, bench press 25 reps. That sounds 40, good. Four inch vertical. I don't either. Uh, four six four in the forty. That's pretty good. Broad jump, ten foot one inch. Six four two seventy two. That's pretty good. Um, but his he was drafted twelfth um, by the Chargers because he was um, that was the pick that the Chargers got from the Giants because the Giants wanted Eli Manning. That's right. Eli Manning said he wasn't going to play for the Chargers. Um, so the Giants traded Philip Rivers and their first round selected selection the other year, and. Um, you know, all right, so stuff. Phil Rivers is on this team, but he is not starting. Correct. He was drafted this year. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting story, though, because you always kind of wonder, like, why did Drew Brees leave the Chargers if he turns out to be this, like, first ballot Hall of Famer, I don't know, probably top 10 quarterback in NFL history, right? Uh, Yeah, I think he's, yeah. what, second in, in history yeah, in touchdowns? Yeah. And I always kind of wondered that. So I did watch a video on it. And it, it it's honestly not a terrible decision by the Chargers to let him to let him walk. So what was the decision? Because I, I vaguely remember, but yeah. So he's like a though. second round pick, I believe, Breeze. So he's not mm-hmm. like he's not like this huge, you know, everyone not is sold on prospect. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and has like a couple good years. Um but then they end up with the first pick after his third year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he went two and nine that year, so like really didn't play that well. Oof. That's when they draft um, Rivers. Yeah, but they still start Breeze the next year because it's early two thousand, so they they don't actually throw these quarterbacks in week right, one like yeah, they do yeah. nowadays. So then, but then Breeze has the best season he's had as a pro. Pretty sure he makes the Pro Bowl. They, mm-hmm. you know, I think they went like twelve and four. Yeah, eleven. Made and the playoffs. He was what twenty-seven touchdowns, seven picks. That's pretty good. 
That's real good. Pretty good year. So they're Perfect. like, especially right. in the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. So let's roll them out for 2005, mm-hmm. um, which I believe was under the um, franchise tag. Oh, interesting. Okay. So they're kind of kicking the can down the road. Yeah. He has like a meh season this year. Like you're saying, nine and seven. They don't like the playoffs. He plays yep. pretty good, but not crazy. Yep. And then apparently, the like the one of the last games of the year, 24 touchdowns, 15 interceptions this year. Yeah. They're playing Denver and Schottenheimer. They had nothing to play for. They couldn't make the playoffs. Mm. And Schottenheimer didn't want to play Rivers because he thought the fans would like fall in love with Rivers. Oh boy. And he wanted to stick with Breeze. And then that's when Breeze gets hurt. He hurts his uh, shoulder, tears yeah. his rotator cuff. Yep. And then basically after that, they're like, all right, we're going to let him walk. Because yeah. they didn't even know if he was going to be able to start the next season. Yep, yep, yep. So he was basically like not much value to him at that point. And right. then and they had Phillip Rivers waiting in the wings. Right. Too, which so he'd already sat for two seasons. Yep. Top. The fans wanted to see him. Yep. He just missed the playoffs. Right. And Breeze has a fucked shoulder that you don't might even. They were like talking like career ending possibly or. Yeah. Stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So the Saints actually took a pretty big gamble to give him the contract they gave him. That's true. Because so you, uh, it's hard to blame what, San Diego for what they did. Yeah. Weren't the um because the Dolphins were in on him and Dante Culpepper, because those are the two like top yeah. three agents quarterbacks. And they they were also scared of Breeze's shoulder. And so they went with Culpepper, who mm-hmm. lasted like what one, maybe two seasons, and wasn't the same guy as he was in um in Minnesota with Randy Moss, because you know nobody is. Yeah, the team doctors told him not to sign Breeze. Right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he does what? Fifteen plus years in New Orleans. Yeah, with no issues with to that shoulder. Couple MVPs. Yeah, Super Bowl. One Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure the Dolphins would probably take that right now. Yeah, so who's the loser here? The Chargers, I guess. Uh, I mean, they, yeah, I guess. They still, yeah. I, I, I was even, Chargers just I mean, the Giants. They just even though they won two Super Bowls. Eli Manning is probably the worst of those three quarterbacks. Yeah, and he won two, more Super Bowls than and he won two Super Bowls. So really, he, not... he won more Super Bowls than the other two combined. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I guess Philip Rivers, maybe. Yeah. Having to play for San Diego and not winning anything. I don't know. I, Rivers kind of sucks. Yeah. He was, I mean, he wasn't as good as Breeze. Yeah. He was good. He wasn't as good as Breeze. Um, who was good at this very uh, specific time was uh, Ladanian Tomlinson, though, as much as I dislike him as a person. All time underrated. I think so. Uh, well, I don't know how underrated he is. People don't like bring him up when they talk about like some of the best backs. I guess. I mean, doesn't he have the record for most rushing touchdowns in a season? Did they get broken? I thought Sean got broken. Yeah, I think Sean Alexander had it, and then it was like Priest Holmes broke it, and then Sean Alexander the next year, and then LT was the yeah, last one. Yeah, it just kept getting broken like year after year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um but this year he would go for 1,400 yards and 18 touchdowns. Um, he also, I think, threw for three touchdowns this season. Really? Like that was that was yeah, like part of their thing. Like he had thrown a, a touchdown pass in the game before this. Um, 
against uh, where they played the Raiders, maybe. Um, so, yeah, uh, but they, their whole backfield, the, this Chargers backfield back in 2005 was absolutely loaded because they had Tomlinson. Um, uh, they had just drafted Darren Sproles this year, um, who would go on to be like a great third down back for however long. Um, also had Michael Turner as like the change of pace back, if you will. Who, where did he end up? He, did he go Atlanta. That's right. Michael yeah. the Burner Turner. Right. Yeah. And also, uh, their fullback was Lorenzo Neal. So between them, that, that, um, backfield had a combined 14 Pro Bowls, six All Pros in their career and like one Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, That's pretty good. That is a good backfield. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the other big name on this team that you might recognize is your boy, Rishay Caldwell. Rishay. Headlights. Yeah. Um, did you want to talk any more about uh, Sean Merriman? What he's up to these days? Wait a second. Wait a second. What? I was just looking through the stats here. Yeah. Is Wes Welker on this team? No. No? No. Welker started with the Dolphins. Um, are you thinking of Tim Dwight? Tim Dwight is no, on. No, dude. Welker's on his team. On what team? He's on San Diego. On San Diego? Maybe not at this point. In 2004, he played for Miami and San Diego. Then Miami, then Miami, then New England. Played for San Diego? He played one game. <laughs> one game in San Diego. <laughs> what the hell's that? I did not know that. I had no idea. Oh, we're going to have to look into that because that's fucking weird. <laughs> he had four kick returns for 102 yards in one game <laughs> for San Diego yeah that must have been maybe but, they did they draft him uh, that sounds familiar actually yeah uh, but he like couldn't make the team so then the Dolphins eventually picked him up as like a special teamer like a kicker turner sort of guy Dude, that's hilarious yeah or maybe it was like a preseason I don't remember remember talking about on that episode that I did by, by myself, but that was ages ago. So I don't have the memory for that. <laughs> Anything else about Wes Velker? You want to Doug Flutie, he's on this team. Yep. Yeah. This Tim is, this Dwight, Rache, Caldwell, Keenan McCardell. Interesting mm-hmm. name. Yep. Antonio Gates. I, I watched a video on Gates. If you want to talk about him later. You can tell me about Gates. Yeah. Well, let's talk about um, Merriman, right? John Merriman, yeah. Um, he had some kind of off the field issues, you could say. Um, my, I won't, I won't say favorite because it's not great, but uh, I think the one that most people might remember uh, was when he was arrested and charged with battery and false imprisonment because his former girlfriend, reality TV star Tila Tequila, claimed in an arrest complaint that he choked and restrained her when she tried to leave his home. So, uh, until he makes really good decisions. One by dating Tila, Tila Tequila, and two by um, restraining her when she tries to leave his home. That's your favorite one, Andy. That's my favorite one. Why is your favorite? Because uh, it mentions Tila Tequila, <laughs> and that is a name I hadn't thought of in a very long time. You haven't? No. Uh-oh. Have you? Well, have you? Did you hear the recent updates on Tila Tequila? I have not. Oh, well, Nazism she, stuff. Yeah, she's a Nazi. That's right. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Relatively recent, but not that recent, right? No, nah, 2013, it's saying on her yeah. um, Wikipedia. Neo-Nazism. In December section. 2013, 
She posted an article on her website titled Why I Sympathize with Hitler Part One. <laughs> oh. Oh as my well God. As posing photos of herself as a scantily clad Nazi posing in front of a photo of the Auschwitz concentration camp. Wow. She said okay. Ben Shapiro should be gassed and sent back to Israel. Well, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Right? Maybe gas or send back to Israel. Oh, You're not going to wow. gas him and then send him back. You know what will help Asians earn respect? An Asian version of Adolf Hitler. I want that person to be me. I want to save the world from this Zionist. She watched so fucking um, Kyrie Irving could run. <laughs> yep. Okay. Rehab and mm. suicide attempt. Oh, boy. Sued Merriman for $1.5 million. Yes. Uh, wait, she countersued. Yeah, Merriman sued her because um, he claimed that she was uh, improperly using his own Lights Out logo and disrupted negotiation for T-shirts to be marketed by Walmart. Hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he was big in Lights Out. He's big about the Lights Out stuff. He actually has started um, his own uh, MMA uh, like promotion called Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Yeah, he's still around quite a bit. Like he's you doing MMA you, stuff. YouTube him and he's doing he's doing like media circuits. He's doing all sorts of interviews. Yeah. Did you see the article about, about them saying he drugged that girl that died? Yeah. Um that was that was the part that where it kind of took a dark turn. So I, I have that here. <laughs> it wasn't the assault battery on his girlfriend. That wasn't the dark turn. Well, it, well, this is darker. <laughs> like that was yeah, I think that was two people who uh, had some mental issues like being together. Um, and I think you see that on a regular basis with people. Uh, you probably know some people that are like that. Uh, you probably don't know people like this, though. Um, on July 21st, 2017, Kimberly Federini was found dead from an apparent overdose. Her parents uh, filed the wrongful death lawsuit against Merriman, a nightclub, and others, alleging the girl was drugged and possibly assaulted before her death. Merriman was present when Federini Federini passed out and a friend of hers called 911. In the suit, Federini's present parents claim that their daughter sent text earlier that night saying Merriman poured something in her drink. They now believe that was something that something was GHB, a powerful depressant commonly referred to as the date rape drug. When paramedics arrived midday July 21st, uh, they found Federini unresponsive on the floor, half naked, with her jeans unzipped and unbuttoned as though someone had tried to pull her jeans onto her body before the police or paramedics arrived. Her bra was twisted. She was not wearing underwear, though she had she had been earlier that night. Uh, the coroner did not perform a sexual assault exam. By the time a uh, detective requested one, in light of additional information he had received, it was no longer possible. And that is the last it says about that. So, I don't know what happened after that. This was 2020 um, that that article was quoted. Um, so it doesn't seem like anything came of it which is kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's probably hard to prosecute something like that, I would imagine. Yeah, I would think. Um, doesn't paint Mr. Merriman in uh, a great light, though. Yeah, there's some... Did you see some of the, like text messages from some friend of the club or something that was like... They, he was like, yo, Sean did this. Really? He does this all the time. Yada, yada. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's that's rough. Yeah, that was what felt the most incriminating when I, I watched like a small YouTube video on it. But yeah, yeah. good lord. 
but he was pretty good he when was he was a, on the field. Good football player, yeah. Uh, steroids did have a steroid allegation, right? I think that was yeah. after his rookie year. Yeah, um, he gets suspended for the first four games of the following season. Correct. Yep, and still has 17 sacks in 12 games and right. wins defensive player of the year. <laughs> right, uh, and so I think uh, a rule was passed. Uh, yeah, the incident led uh, to the passage of a rule that forbids a player who tests positive for steroids from being selected to the Pro Bowl or winning any performance awards in the year in which they tested positive. The rule is commonly referred to as the Merriman rule. <laughs> yeah, so the take-home point here is steroids work. Uh, yep, exactly. You should definitely take them, all the children out there. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, and do like, don't date reality stars. That's probably the other one. Uh, I would say, yeah, both of those are great. Um, so that was 2006 season. Uh, and the way that season ended, I think we all remember. Um, but uh, it was actually, uh, it actually killed the lights out dance that Merriman would perform when he got a sack. Did you know that? Why? Um, so after the Chargers were eliminated in the playoffs by the Patriots that season, Members of the Patriots began performing Merriman's light, Lights Out dance on the field in celebration. Um, Merriman's Chargers teammate, Lady Alien Tomlinson, referred to the act as showing no class and being disrespectful. In 2007, he announced he would no longer perform this celebration. <laughs> that week four, however, <laughs> guess what happened? What? Uh, in week four, he performed the dance after sacking Chiefs quarterback, Damon Heward. <laughs> can't just, he can't give up the Lights Out. Couldn't do it. Uh, actually, no, he did it because um, he had merch to sell. He had a <laughs> he had a garage full of t-shirts. That yeah, said exactly. Lights out. Lights out <laughs> uh, he, he claimed that uh, he decided to do the sack dance again due to the urge of his teammates and to help revive the spirits of Chargers fans because they had started one and three. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm down with that. I guess. Sure. People love a good Sally. Yeah. There's nothing better than a signature celebration. Like the Randy That's Moss right. opening the defense one, that ruled for yeah, a season. Because you can just like do it with your buddies at home. Anytime oh, yeah. anything good happens, you can do that. <laughs> I love doing that. Yeah. Yeah. The Jared Allen, the Jared Allen one. You know what I'm talking about? Which one's that? The spin looks like he's like mixing a bowl and then just throws oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I like that one. <laughs> Who else has a good signature one? Oh, um, What's his name from the Pats? Red Sleeves. Oh, yeah, Judon. Judon. His is like my favorite and probably in the past like decade of Patriots players. So what smell the back of the hand thing? Is that? Yeah. I just thought it was like wiping your wiping your mouth after like devouring a big meal. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Something like (laughs) that. Just the way he he exaggerates it, though, is so awesome. No, I Who really else had a good one? Um, I mean, the Ty Law Super Bowl one. Yeah, Martin that's Hanks was good. Martin Hanks with the the neck. Yep, the neck. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, oh, um, oh, the Patriots running back who would do would draw the door then kick it down. Oh, Stephen Ridley. Ridley, I dude, that, that still one. lives. I seen people doing that like in really? college last year. Yeah, I love that one. That's that's that a, one that's ruled a, too. Yeah, low key. Yeah. Um, CD um, Lamb. You see CD Lamb's one where he does the smell the finger first down point? No. That one's sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Zeke. 
The Zeke feed me one? Yeah. yeah that like one's that one. rules. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that one. Come on, dude. Wait, because when he starts like cooking and he's getting like eight, nine yards a chunk and he just well, he gets up and he's like, feed me, bro. Feed me. <laughs> he doesn't though. Well, not anymore, obviously, but right, when he was yeah. in his prime, that shit ruled. Yeah, I guess. Because he was unstoppable for a little while. It's just like Point seven one season. Clip. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's true. Um, Cruz with the salsa. The salsa was good. Yep. Yeah, that was good. Uh, are there any quarterbacks that have any good? Somebody, I don't remember who it was. Somebody used to do the the uh, finger guns. The finger guns is so lame, dude. It's so I know. Lame. I feel like quarterbacks are too white, you know? Uh, Baker Mayfield, didn't he used to do the, the what was the money thing? Oh, that was Manziel. Oh, Manziel, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, I knew it was a Browns quarterback. Yeah, that one didn't age well. No, no, it didn't. Huh. <laughs> uh, oh, um, Cam Newton had the Superman one. Superman, yep. That I mean, that, that made sense. <laughs> he was a freakishly good athlete. Yeah, pretty good. I love a good signature Sally. What about the uh whatever that one was that all the defensive players used to do after they got a sack where they jump up and like land on their knee and blow their knee out? I remember it happened to like two people Oh people. yeah. Some guy did it when they're like getting they were losing big time. Yeah, at blew Pittsburgh out his, or something. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it happened it happened against the Patriots twice. Two guys blew out their yeah. knees. One yeah. Stupid. I'm a, I dislike the um celebrating the end zone thing defenses do now where they yeah. all go to the camera and yeah and they all pose yeah yeah it's like just be original you know exactly. everyone's doing the same thing yeah it's dumb now move on yeah exactly i agree i mean was it wasn't it the the vikings that were doing all the team celebrations when they scored touchdowns though those are pretty good yeah i mean if it's it's it was sweet when it started yeah exactly where they're like it's just doing the bowling out pins now. and stuff yeah well they're yeah the grenade where everybody falls when the ball hits the ground that's yeah. good stuff. Um, oh, I just thought of one. That's good. Doesn't matter. Oh, uh, question for you: Do you consider the Gronk spike a celebration? Yeah, for sure. Right. Like a like a Sally. That's a Sally. It's a signature Sally. Okay. Is it if you can just no? if you can say it, and people know exactly what you're talking about. Fair. Yeah. I mean, they, people have written. Or if you can do it, mime it out. That one's tougher. But yeah, I don't know if you <laughs> the the one in London, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the the big band they called it might be the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, it was stupid. No, I think the funniest one I ever saw was uh, against the Steelers, where he just like beat on that defensive back the the entire drive to get the game winner, and then like laughed at him and pointed at him on the ground and then spiked it. Yeah, those that are pretty good. Although good. you hate it if you're on the other side. Oh, for sure. Nobody's got to be so infuriating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to know the best celebration that's at? I might have. Did I bring this up a couple no. podcasts ago? Mm. Robbie Fowler in the English Premier League. No, I don't think you did. Oh, so he's <laughs> there was like rumors going in. They were playing like a rival, and there mm. was like rumors going into the game that like people had seen him out at a club doing cocaine. I've heard this, yeah. Yeah, this and cool. he, like, scored within, like, five minutes of the game, and he yeah. goes to the end line and, like, snorts the end line, like, on his hands and knees, <laughs> yeah. like, it's a fucking line of cocaine. <laughs> uh, they, like, suspended get, him for, like, four games. I was going to say, didn't he get in a shit ton of trouble for that? Yeah, he tried to say it was, like, okay. some 
some like African dance that his teammate had taught him or something. His excuse is so ridiculous. That's even better. Yeah. They're making up like an obvious bullshit excuse. It was the most obvious because he even like did it twice. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. <laughs> Just in case he missed it the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the English are, are quite good at celebrating. Um, yep. Even their uh, chants and stuff are way better. Uh-huh than they are over here definitely like my question is yeah, you've you've been to a lot of um english soccer games how do you learn the chance is there like uh somewhere you go to like like where you're in church and it's gonna like pass out the the lyrics before <laughs> people sing like i think it's most everybody them, like singing in pubs oh maybe yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying yeah so yeah it's all just that's how i learned the ones that i learned is you just like walk around pre-game I see. I see. And they're all, I mean, they're singing the whole time, like leading up to the game, walking oh, yeah. there, you know, in the game, walking yeah. home. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you hear it 50 times in a row, you're like, okay, I understand the words yeah. now. Because right. yeah. <laughs> it is like the entire uh, yeah. stadium is, is doing the same thing. It's like, hey, how'd mm-hmm. you get all on the same page? It's impressive. Yeah. It must be pretty sweet to be a guy that started one that just like caught on like wildfire. Now everybody's yep. singing it. Yep. Absolutely. Because, yeah, they're all, pretty clever but i feel like if we put our mind to it, we could come up with something if that if that's where we were instead of doing pages podcast i bet yeah. we could have come up with a good one for sure because we're um we're clever but we're also assholes mm-hmm. so i think that's a good uh, a good mix that's kind of what you need to come up with something like that um speaking of the patriots <laughs> i don't think we've actually talked about this game at all have we uh if you're gonna watch this i would say watch the first half and that's it um, because the Patriots, uh, in very, I think, unpatriot like fashion, played a great first half and then just disappeared in the second half, just didn't show up. And usually, kind of, especially in these early Patriot seasons, it's the other way around. The Patriots maybe struggle a bit in the first half and then make their adjustments. And now all of a sudden, they've, you know, figured out the other team's offense or figured out the defense and start moving the ball. But this was not that. Um, they posted a stat that, um, like, yards by first half and second half. San Diego in the first half, 188 yards to Patriots 243. And in the second half, the Chargers had 243 total yards. The Patriots had 61, which that is not good. Um, and it didn't even, like, look that close. Uh, but the Patriots were moving the ball up and down the field in the first half. Um, but the first drive ended with uh, Vinatieri missing from 37. And that's never a good feeling. Like, that's one of those things where, because I don't actually remember this game, to be honest. Um, I don't know what was happening in 2005 with me, but um, this was a new experience watching this. I, I didn't remember any of it. Um, but when you see Vinatieri miss from 37, it's like one of those things where you kind of get the feeling it's going to be a long day. Um, because they said the last time he had missed from inside 50, was uh 2003 playoffs apparently against the jets wow so it had been a while yeah second half possessions from the pats punt 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 interception interception end of game yeah yeah chargers Uh, touchdown touchdown field goal punt punt. yeah and that punt was just uh like them running two and a half minutes off the clock yeah but you'll notice their first drive of the fourth quarter uh 15 plays Almost nine minutes, 72 yards, and in a field goal. And they didn't even need the field goal. 
it was uh backward. Yeah, all all three of the so yeah, the um Chargers had let's see, one, two, three, four drives. Um kind of in a row uh, around the house. So the last drive of the the first half and then all the drives in the second half, 78 yards, 80 yards, 75 yards, 72 yards. And all of those ended in scores, three touchdowns and a field goal. Some ball control right there. That's just, yeah. And it wasn't even like, it didn't feel like the Patriots were necessarily getting gashed on the on the ground, even though I think they gave up like a bunch of yards to LT by the end of it. Um, but they were just they couldn't get off the field on third down, and that I remember. Um, I feel like we see that with Patriots defenses over the years, every once in a while, where they just cannot get off the field on third down. That's what this was. Matt Patricia, exactly. Yeah, it, it felt like one of those defenses. Um, they hated the Matt Patricia years. Yeah. It was that was like the epitome of Ben don't break, wasn't it? Yeah, it was awful. Uh, except they would break often. Um, although having said that, the Patriots did hold on the first drive. Uh, the Chargers went three and out, which means that um, the Patriots still have not given up uh, an opening drive touchdown in 17 straight games. I don't know what the record is, but um, it's one of those things where it's like really hard to Google. So I don't know. And they actually looked okay in the first half, uh, first quarter, quarter and a half. Um, didn't give didn't give up much, and the Patriots were actually moving the ball. Like I said, uh, they had the missed field goal, but they scored two touchdowns and a field goal in the first half. Um, so the game actually went into halftime, tied at seventeen. Did not end that way. <laughs> uh, final score: forty-one seventeen Chargers. Um, and it probably should have been thirty-four seventeen, but the Patriots actually sat Tom Brady for the last drive and put in. Your boy Matt Castle, really? Who, yeah, I believe it was either the first or second play of the drive. Um, threw an interception for uh, uh, pick six. Matt Castle, huh? Matt Castle threw a pick six, and it was actually pretty Seems good. I don't know. Who, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Um, but I think uh, the the pick six was actually pretty good because it was a. Uh, I don't remember which one it was. It was one of the linebackers intercepted it. And then immediately turned and lateraled it to one of the defensive backs because he knew he was faster. And that guy just ran 40 yards untouched for a touchdown. Was it Donnie Edwards? Uh, it was Clinton Hart was the one that returned the touchdown for, touch, for the interception. I don't know. Was, who it, was it Donnie that picked it off, though? Uh, I don't remember. It very well could have been. That sounds right. He had a pretty I, good game. I didn't dawdle on it. Yeah, uh, he did. Um more so than I think any other player on this defense. Yeah. Yeah, um, interception, 11 tackles, one tackle for loss, one pass defense. Yep. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was um, kind of a strange game because the uh, special teams are actually playing better than they have all season uh, because that's kind of been the weak spot. You have Bethel Johnson back returning kickoffs like to the 50 which is pretty great. Um, it's actually set up one of the Patriots touchdowns in the second quarter. Um, you have Tim Dwight, who I don't know if you remember the Tim Dwight days, but I remember getting super hyped for him. Uh, hoping he was going to be that, like basically the Tim Dwight that he was in San Diego, kind of the, like the, what the prototypical Edelman Welker role was. 
Um, especially since it was kind of like getting towards the end of Troy's career too. 2005, I think he retired in 2000 or after the 2007 season. So we're like in his twilight days. Um, but his punt returns have been great. And he actually made a ridiculous catch for a touchdown in this game too. Um, nice deep ball to him over his former team, the San Diego Chargers. Uh, so that probably felt good. Um, but then you didn't really see him much again, I don't think. What was his stats? What did he end up I mean, he wasn't, he never really was that good. He, no, he never lived up to the hype that I had in my mind. <laughs> well, even on the other teams he played on. I thought he was okay on the Chargers for like a year or two. His best season is 50 catches. Yeah, that's pretty good. With two touchdowns. That's less good. <laughs> <laughs> He's a possession, possession receiver, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's an old NFL stats are different back then too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Didn't Welker had like a hundred catches in three seasons and still like didn't have a ton of touchdowns? Wes Welker. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Just a twinkle in Belichick's eye at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Not even maybe because he's not seeing the field, so no, there's no tape on him. Well, um, Gates had a pretty good game. 100 yards receiving. He did. Uh, he would have a great season this season, actually. Um, he was a 1,000-yard receiver with 10 touchdowns. He led the team. Did you know he played basketball at college? Wait, really? <laughs> you didn't play football? <laughs> did you know did you Ryan know? Fitzpatrick went to Harvard? Oh, really? Yeah. Did you know that um, Patrick Mahomes, his dad, played baseball? <laughs> yeah. Shortstop, Short yeah, that's yeah. why he throws it sideways. So <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's why he could throw the run so well because his dad yeah. played baseball. Yeah, he's a, he is a pretty crazy story though. Yeah, like he was like highly recruited for football. He just didn't want to play. Why? Just because didn't want to get beat. He just like basketball more. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, he like went to Michigan State. Dude, apparently Saban coached at Michigan State. Yeah. Did you know that? He yeah. recruited Antonio Gates. No shit. Yeah, well, and apparently well, Gates was under the impression that he was going to play basketball there too. Yeah. But when he got there, they were like, no, you're just playing football. And like, there's some like confusion about whether he like understood the recruiting process like at all. <laughs> um, Jeez, so yeah, he like, he left there immediately. And then... Um, Went to Western Michigan, like failed out there. Went to JUCO, All right. and then where did he end up? Kent State. Oh, re- oh, really? Yeah, Kent State, <laughs> uh, and uh, the same Kent State, the non-positional uh, prospect factory. No kidding, right? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the, the positional crossover factory. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so he he didn't even play. He didn't play football. I don't even know if they have football. T- Team today, Kent State. Kent State, isn't that where? Um, oh, I guess Edelman, Edelman yeah, must have, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he um, he played basketball there. They like made a run in in a March Madness, and he was like maybe not the best player, but one of the best players. They like upset a couple teams, went to the Elite Eight. So he was like sold on his NBA dream, yeah. and it just like wasn't going to happen. He just didn't have the body type for the NBA. Wasn't really? tall enough, and then his his college coach or the college football coach there, I guess, like was his high school football coach. 
And he just like sent out a bunch of letters to NFL teams, like yeah. without Gates knowing, being like, come watch this kid practice. It's worth it. And like the Chargers are one of the te- people that showed there. And the guy was like, you'll be, uh, if you sign with us, you'll, you'll be in the Pro Bowl in three years. And then he was in the Pro Bowl in two years. <laughs> so he was like an, he was like an all pro his second year in the league. Yeah. He like set the single season record for touchdown receptions by a tight end. Like he went from not playing a snap of football in whatever, three, four best. years to walking onto an NFL team and being basically the best tight end in the league within yeah. two years, a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, that just shows you how like, that's why people draft on measurables, not game tape. Yeah. Uh, but how often does it really work though? I don't know, but this is, I feel like that's what gets like scouts like a hard on is like, I found the diamond in the rough. That's right. Well, where was he drafted? Like, was it high? I don't think he was drafted. I think he was just signed. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause he didn't, okay. even, he didn't even play football. Only six well, yeah, teams showed up to like see him. That's fair. Oh, maybe he did. Uh, let's see. Here we go. No, you're right. He's an undrafted free agent. Undrafted. Yeah, after being told by scouts he was too much of a tweener to make the NBA. He was only 6'4", that's why. <clears throat> he arranged a workout in front of NFL scouts. Despite never having played college football, as many as 19 teams were believed to have contacted Gates about a tryout. Chose to work out first for the Chargers, recognizing his potential Chargers immediately signed him to a contract. There you go. <laughs> Loss in the disappointment of San Diego's league-worst 4-12 record in the 2003 season was Gates' rise from third string to starter. Made his first catch in week four against the Raiders, scored his first touchdown in week 10, enjoyed his first 100-yard receiving game in week 15. Good Lord. And then he scores 13 touchdowns. Yeah. So that was that would have been the year prior to this game. So this is yeah, his third year in the league. Yep. <clears throat> this will be, uh, he has 89 catches for 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns this year. So he's three straight years of first team all pro mm-hmm. pro bowl. In this 2005 he, season, he actually held out for a contract extension. He's a monster, dude. Yeah. So so he goes from not ever not playing football to signing a six year, twenty four million dollars uh, deal with the Chargers. It's crazy. Yeah. It does make me mad when I see athletes that are like, they'll be like, "Well, what would you do if you didn't play football?" I'd be like, ah, "I'd probably be a basketball player." And you're right. like. Damn it. He's probably right. right. Like, yeah. That could be his, his <laughs> fallback plan is like a different a dream. I can't even fucking <laughs> think about <laughs> having, you know, it's rough. It's yeah. absolutely rough. Good. All right. Do you want to do uh best and worst? Sure. All right. You go first. Well, oh, well, I did want to bring this up, Andy. Oh, okay. I saw in your show notes. Hmm. You mentioned that Brian Schottenheimer was the offensive coordinator. Yeah. And you made some sar- sarcastic. I said nepotism goes a long nepotism. way. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel the same way about Steve Belichick? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> Having said that, Steve Belichick is very good at what he does. As no, he is. As is Brian Schottenheimer. Here we go. Brian Schottenheimer was an offensive coordinator for 12 years in the NFL. Like, it wasn't just with his dad. Um, so, you know, and yeah, Steve Belichick is, so is nepotism a bad thing? Uh, I think it can be. Yeah. Yeah. 
because it prevents people like legit people from getting a shot yeah honestly the, all those discussions about like why aren't there more like black head coaches i think it honestly has a lot to do with like nepotism yeah stuff yeah. like that yeah, where it's not it. like who's the best candidates who 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 knows and who's going to give you a chance yeah it, it's it's like any uh, i think any other uh profession it's not what you know it's who you know you know it's not who you know it's who you blow well if you don't know anybody yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier what I always people. say, Andy. I bet it is. Uh. Um, along those lines, mm-hmm. one thing I I cannot stand in sports is college basketball coaches that have their sons on the roster. Mm-hmm. It's like a play. it's like a big thing. Yeah. It's all the time. It's all the time. It's always the last guy off the bench is this fucking white guy yeah. who plays fundamentally sound, but is super athletic. Yeah. On like these power five blue blood teams, and you're like, why the fuck is this kid on the team? Oh, because his last name's Krasinski. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Jim yeah. Beheim's son. It's like, fuck this kid. Like mm-hmm. he should not be on this team. He's taking no. a fucking roster spot, and no one acknowledges that it's like fucked up. Yeah, I don't understand. And right, it maybe. makes it even worse that like you got to think like college basketball for like a pathway of like inner city kids who are super talented. And this might be their only way out. And yeah. then Jim behind this fucking millionaire, who's probably like the highest paid employee state employee in the fucking yeah. whole state is given that spot to his goddamn son who fucking sucks. <laughs> like that shit drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. I just want to say, I'm, I think we should do more just you and me because you sound a whole lot like me when it's just us. <laughs> Get mad about it, Greg. Tell me more. Old man yells at, at class. <laughs> Old man yells at college for Beautiful. So yeah, that's you know, my... What am I off your lawn. What's my bet? Maybe we should do a new segment. Get off my goddamn lawn. Yeah, all right. And that's where you can get out your, your commentator and referee rants and I, I can get it, off yeah. my college basketball coaching rants <laughs> perfect yeah no, so we'll you see have anybody on the commentators um, not on the commentators because I didn't really give a shit um, I, I love Bonnie Bernstein B squared Bonnie a, Bernstein a yeah she's the sideline yeah yeah and it was Simpson I actually wrote uh, the commentators were Simpson whoever the fuck does it with him I don't remember that's that's about as about as much praise as you could get out of yeah. Andy Brown yeah uh, I will say Not the referees are calling super soft defensive pass interference in this game, though. Oh, no. Yeah. Just like, you know, the, the whole, like, not actually touching the guy but not turning your head so it's defensive pass interference. Oh, fuck off. That's not pass interference. Um, but that might be left over from uh, me playing soccer last night and getting a whole bunch of calls that I didn't think were calls. You guys got refs? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's co-ed, so they're, you know, they're, you can... You understand what kind of refs they are you got blue card Andy? i didn't actually um but i got called for a bunch of calls that uh i didn't think were actually legit fouls because when i foul somebody you know about it did you let them know that oh yeah do you play uh less hard against the females in co-ed no 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 No, because the girls in co-ed play harder than the guys do i know it's actually it's really unfair yeah, they kick the ever eleven shit out of you. But then if you follow them back, it's like everybody's like, "Oh, oh my god!" Yeah, just calm down, man. Me. It's like fuck you. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> oh, I'm not like here to make friends. <laughs> no, my <laughs> thing is, I, I I play to the intensity of the of the opposition. So if they're gonna be friendly with it, cool. I'm I'm cool. But if you're gonna go in hard and act like there's some fucking scouts here to to watch you play, 
I'm gonna kick the shit out of you. Because calm your tits, like we got work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you can say the same thing about you. Well, yeah, well, but I I I am just a mirror for how they are playing. So that's all. It's very noble so. of you to let them know, you know. Oh, I, I tell them too. <laughs> yeah. Usually after I foul them, um, I will let them know what I'm doing. Yeah. So soft pass interference uh, on both on both sides. Uh, the Patriots deep touchdown to Tim Dwight. They actually called pass interference on it, even though like the defender didn't touch him. And then Chargers had a deep incompletion that um, was pass interference. It shouldn't have been that set up a LT touchdown. Garbage. So get off my lawn. Fucking. What's your best? We haven't we haven't said many positive things here. Uh, my best is uh, Troy Brown in this game. He had a catch that looked very similar to um, the catches you see in Amendola highlights. That kind of like jump in the air and twisting his body to like make the catch kind of like it's a back shoulder throw, but it's on like a seam route. So he has to like jump behind the um, defender sort of thing. You know the catch I'm talking about? Yep. That he always makes? Yeah. Troy Brown had one of those back in 2005 and it was dope. And he's still doing that at whatever age he was in 2005. Not, not surprise, not, surprise. And his yeah. best is Troy Brown. Yeah. Right, how about this? My best is Adam Vinatieri making uh, Connor look like a fool by missing uh, a 37 yard chip shot. <laughs> is that better? Yeah, that's a spin zone, but I'll take it. <laughs> Um, and I think my worst is um, the seeing Corey Dillon running um, in the same game that you see uh, Ladane and Tomlinson run. It's just night and day. Uh, Corey Dillon just looks like he's lumbering around the field, getting a little, uh, getting a little old. A little yeah, he's just those legs just aren't keeping him up the way they used to. Yeah, uh, and then they showed a stat where he's averaging two and a half yards per carry in the season, and that's rough. No. Um, like they actually showed, I think I, yeah, I have a screenshot right there. The season averages from last year to this year, um, his rushing yards per game last year, 109 per game. It's pretty fucking good. This year he's at 53 yards mm-hmm. per carry last year, four and 4.7, which I think was the Patriots record, uh, averaging 4.7 yards per carry in a, in a single season. Um, this year, 2.7. And then runs over 15 yards. Uh, he had 23 last season, which is not quite to a game, but close. Uh, so far this season, he hadn't had any up until he broke one early in this game uh, for like 30. So uh, tough to watch Corey Dillon break down, especially when it's contrasted with um, LT in his prime. And he's just like running people over, running around people. And he just looks quicker than everybody else in the field. So that's tough. So what about you? What's your best and worst? Best for Rache Caldwell's gotta be a best. Yeah, he had a great touch in this game. Yeah. The underrated Rache Caldwell had a great <laughs> reception for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, it was a good catch. I'll give him that. Dude, his career is pretty bad. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I thought it'd be way better. I didn't. <laughs> the most catches he, he only had four years in San Diego, and the, his best season was twenty-eight catches. Well, they were saying that uh, he actually had he started to break out in 2004, but uh, got hurt and missed a bunch of the season, which is why. Oh, yeah, six games. Yeah, he's been hurt last two years. Yeah. Yeah, so. he sucks. <laughs> I've been telling you this for 
15 years now. People <laughs> hated on him though. I just felt bad for him. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel I, probably because I, I thought he was playing above his like pay grade, which it, apparently he was. Yeah, uh, he definitely was in that 2006 season for sure. He was yeah, not a number one catches. Receiver. Not a number one receiver, but yeah, did for 760. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. What's your? Uh, so that's your best. What's your worst? Finding out how bad <laughs> Shea Caldwell was. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I've ranted enough on negative things today. All right, fair enough. Uh, well, here's uh, one little little nugget for you that's uh, what you decide if it's a positive or negative. But Kevin Falk got injured last week too, apparently. Uh, I didn't realize that when we talked about the game, but um, he wasn't there. And in his place, the Patriots had signed um, your boy Amos Zeroway during the week. Wow. I haven't heard that name in a while. Famous Amos, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, he only ran the ball seven times this season for 14 yards. Uh, and he was thanked by the Patriots and eventually retired. But in a seven-year career, he rushed for 2,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. Not bad. Famous Amos. Famous Amos, baby. And then he opened an African-French restaurant in Manhattan called Zeroway. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, no shit. He also keeps fit by playing for the first team of the well-known New York City amateur soccer club Central Park Rangers FC using his athletic skills to transition to a top scorer for the flagship team of the club. Fallback hmm. career. Professional athlete. <laughs> professional soccer. Is that what you could do? Dude, have you seen, dude, Steve Nash? Have you seen him play soccer? Yeah. I've seen him juggle a basketball. Dude. <laughs> Darren Warmup. I saw a video the other day. He He's he's walking downstairs one yeah. step at a time and juggling a uh, tennis ball. Damn. As he, as he walks down the steps. I could practice my whole life and not be able to do that. <laughs> I struggled. I played to walk soccer down. my whole life. That's I struggled like, to walk downstairs without any dude, of the that's juggling That's incredible. Or Just trying to juggle a tennis ball by itself is it's like really, really fucking hard. It is really difficult. Never mind juggle as you walk downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Nash would have quit basketball to play soccer if it wasn't for Michael Jordan and Spike Lee. Yeah. He like went and trained with a couple teams, I think. Grew up in a family of soccer fanatics. Yeah. They uh, found a permanent home in Victoria, British Columbia. They're playing soccer and hawker regularly. Yeah. Mm. I think he like trained with like the Red Bulls or something one time, and all the players came away and were like, Yeah, he you would you would never know he wasn't like just a member of the team. Like he's <laughs> that good. Yeah. But he uh, he didn't start playing basketball till um he was a teenager and immediately had a knack for the sport. His in-depth knowledge of soccer, the ultimate team sport, helped him to thrive as a point guard. Could have played either soccer or basketball at the next level, so he had a tough decision to make after high school. But he chose basketball over soccer because of his love for Michael Jordan and Spike Lee. <laughs> sure. Must be a tough decision. Nash up his favorite soccer team was? Pro athlete. His favorite soccer team was Tottenham. Oh. <laughs> yep. Well, how did you pick that? Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you pick Sunderland, so. But I had a reason. Uh, he probably did too. <laughs> so, uh, all right. All right. Who we got next week? Who do we have next week, Greg? The two and two Patriots. Yeah. I don't know. You tell me. They are facing the Atlanta Falcons. 
in Atlanta, I believe. Uh, let's double check. Yes, in Atlanta, in the Georgia Dome, uh, 3.18 p.m., Sunday, October 9, 2005. Sorry, the start time is 105. The, the game time was three hours and 18 minutes. Page looking to bounce back, um, and actually the commentators in this game, uh, Phil Sims, when the Pages are getting the doors blown off at the end, he's like, you know who I feel bad for? The Atlanta Falcons. Because <laughs> the Pages are going to be pissed off that they lost this badly. That job, the three and one Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, three and one Atlanta Falcons who are Martin riding gone. high for whatever reason. We'll have to find out because, um, again, I have wiped this entire season from my memory, so I don't remember. Um, oh, wait, was this the uh, the Michael Vick era Falcons, like early Michael Vick? No, this is Schaub. No, I know, but I think Vick got hurt the week before. And so everybody's like, oh, well, you know, the patients are prepared for Vic. What will Matt, Matt Schaub do? And oh, I feel like, and I feel like I remember like Matt Schaub playing better than he should have and being super pissed about it. So we'll see if that's the case. <laughs> that's, yeah. Know. It looks like Vic played in the week before, but yeah, only so partially. Yeah. So I bet, I bet that was it. Cause if Vic it, versus was, Culpepper. That must have yeah. been interesting. I was, uh, I was terrified of, the Patriots, this Patriots defense, especially playing Michael Vick, because they have not played well, because they have lost uh, basically the entire middle of the defense with um, Teddy Bruschi gone and now Harrison out for the year too. Rodney Harrison. So we will get more into that game next week. I hope they win. I hope they do too. Looks like but a until, good but until then. <laughs> uh, oh, also one one last thing to get you down. Um, this this. Um, this game, and Page is giving up, was it 41 points? Was uh, the second most they've ever given up at Gillette. Uh, it was tied with that 49ers loss in the rain. Remember that one? I was actually thinking of that game when you mentioned that stat. Yeah. Uh, that was also 41 points. They gave up to that 49ers team with um, Kaepernick. Um, but they actually gave up 42 points in the 2017 season opener loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Remember that where Kareem Hunt fumbled the first time he touched the ball? And then destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> That's called like three or four touchdowns. So uh, so there are two more games where they allow this many points or more. Uh, and we will watch those for you so you don't have to. Just like we did this one. Or I did. Uh, Gregory, you you watched the highlights. or most. I did pretty good. All right, good. Considering my knowledge of this game. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. Well, it's always a pleasure. Uh, nice to see your your beautiful face, even if it's covered with a beard. You too, Andy. <laughs> Go Celtics. Go Celtics in seven. Celtics in seven. Write it down. Written it. I've written it down right here. I promise. I swear to God. Time stamp it. All right. Time stamp it. Eight sixteen p.m. <laughs> All right. Until All right. next week. We'll see, see you later. later.